0: You. And welcome again to the show, Employment Law Show. Good to have you along. Strap in. we got a, a busy hour to, uh, to undertake, so please be part of it. Uh, John Scholes here. your hosting my co-host, uh, my good pal, Lior Samfiru employment lawyer from Firu to Mark and LLP, most positively reviewed law firm across the country, which, by the way, serving people outside of Quebec, everywhere else in this country. You can reach out to Lior and his team. Any time for uh, some questions and to get them on uh, on your case working for you, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Those are the two ways to uh, reach out. I'll give you right off the top. There is more contact, which we'll cover off throughout the uh, throughout the hour. But yeah, this is a live show here today, and it's always good to get you on air and be that uh, be that third voice to join us on the show. Toll free, of course, 1-877-399-9898. You have questions or uh, some interests about uh, something to do with your workplace, maybe something you've always wondered, right? Do I get severance if I do this? Can my boss do this? You know, have they told me I've got this coming down the pike next week? Is it legal? Can they get away with that? Bring all those questions on. There's no stupid questions for sure. And we're going to concentrate. In fact, we're going to start getting around to empty some of the mailbag, which has been uh, piling up over the last week. So we got a bunch of those to get through throughout the hour. But we always start off with uh, probably a couple of things you want to cover off, off the uh, off the get-go. Lior. What do you got going on, pal?
1: Hey, Johnny, I am here, ready, willing, able, and anxious to answer Mm -hmm. as many employment law questions as possible. You know, this is a live show. It's a live call-in show, and employment law is something that touches everyone. As long as we have a job, we we care about employment law, we need to know about employment law because it impacts what we do, it impacts our rights, and this is such an important topic. And you have this opportunity, as John said right now, to get those questions answered, and hopefully even get problems resolved. Usually we get calls, can my employer do this? that's your question, ask it. Maybe you're one, like many people that I've been speaking with over the past month that have lost their jobs, and you want to understand, can this even happen, or what am I owed? A good place to start is right now on this show over the next hour or so, calling us and getting answers. But of course, there's always something else you can do, which is to reach out to me in the office for a private chat or a private email exchange. And we'll give you that information and that contact uh, uh, possibilities throughout the show. But to tell to tell you a couple of situations, go over a couple of situations that came across my desk. First one, John, it came out of an email exchange I had earlier today, actually, with uh, with a lady, a very nice lady. So she had been a private school teacher for twelve years, and every year, like clockwork, she signed a new contract for the following school year. Mm-hmm. So she did the same thing for this current school year with the contract set to expire in July of 2023.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, next July. Well, unfortunately, I guess the enrollment wasn't as good, or some kids had pulled out of school, and her employers decided that they need to enter a contract now. So she's going to be let go now. And, uh, they said to her, well, we're, we don't owe you really anything. So because of that, uh, you know, you're know, on a contract employee. We're going to simply let you go. And I actually think the contract may have said that if we let you go, we'll give you a week's notice or two weeks notice. I think the company were saying, well, we'll give you that one week's notice and off you go. So she called me and she wanted to understand her rights. Well, here's the thing, John. This is so common with private schools but it's also common in many other industries and that is employees signing new contracts all the time new fixed term contracts Mm -hmm. sign a contract contract expires sign a new one and round and round we go well you know this by now that after about three of these contracts they become meaningless even if the person keeps signing them they're now not considered to be on a contract they're considered to be a regular indefinite employee So for this private school teacher, this very nice lady, she's now a 12-year employee. She is not on a contract even though she signed one because she signed about a dozen of them now. Nonsense. It becomes meaningless. So, John, she gets severance like a 12-year employee. I assess her as being owed probably 14 or as much as 15 months of severance. As much as 15 months. Not the one week that her employer thought that they may owe her. Uh, So I'm going to help her get that. And and I wanted to remind everyone here with these fixed term contracts, if you're one of these people that signs a contract year after year, year after year, they're meaningless. They're not even worth the paper they're written on. You're now a regular indefinite employee without that written contract even being a factor. And that's very good. And that's very important if you lose that job. So again, if that's your situation. If you lose that job or if you want to understand how this all applies to you, Good place to do is to, a uh, good thing to do is to just give me a call.
0: So, that little piece of writing in there where it said, you know, in the event so and so will give you a week and, and off you go, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, get around the fact that they're still going to owe more because she signed it?
1: No, because that contract is meaningless, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, she signed it, but it's meaningless. It's as if it never existed. It doesn't matter Not what it. she signed because she is no longer on a contract. And so, if you're an employer, let's kind of turn this around on an employer. If you're an employer, if you're going to have someone sign more than two contracts, don't bother. It's a waste of your time. <laughs> Just hire them on an indefinite contract and, and deal with the termination if and when it happens. Otherwise, you're really wasting your time, and there's no point of that.
0: Again, the uh, lines are open, ready for you to call in, ask questions. Uh, no problem. Toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. What else you got going on?
1: Spoke with a gentleman uh, beginning of the week who uh, had worked uh, as a plumber. in plumbing uh, company for about six years now. Uh, the owner of the company decided that he's uh, working towards retiring and he's kind of winding down that that practice. So as part of that, he started cutting some costs and he let this person go. Uh, and this person asked the right question. Okay, you're letting me go. Where's my severance? Right. So his employer said, no, 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 you're not understanding. You're, you're in construction. Construction employees don't get severance, he said. So we're not going to pay you anything, uh, but we certainly wish you all the best. Well, he did the right thing, the smart thing, what all of you should do if you're ever in that situation. He called me and he wanted to simply understand, is this right? Do I not get severance after my six years working there because I'm in the construction industry? Absolutely not. Of course he gets severance. Not only does he get severance, he gets the same severance calculated in the same way as every other employee. His severance is going to be calculated based on his age, his position and the length of his employment, And he could get as much as 24 months severance like anyone else. Now, for him specifically, that means about eight months severance is what I assess him as being owed. And I'm going to help him get that. It's going to be very simple. But that's one of the biggest misconceptions out there, that somehow individuals that are working the construction industry are exempt from severance. It's false. It's wrong. It's a misconception. Not true at all. If you're in construction, you lose that job. Yes, of course, you're owed severance. Absolutely, you're owed severance. You have to call me. It's not difficult to get. You're legally owed that amount. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
0: Again, to call in, join the show, toll free one eight seven seven Let's get to our uh, first call for the show. That would be Shane, who's been uh, standing by patiently. Shane, uh, welcome to the show, pal. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. It, it's it's kind of funny because he just addressed my question ah, almost directly. Uh, I'm, awesome. I'm an oil and gas construction worker. And right. it's pretty much a widely held belief among all my coworkers in all the industry that construction workers are not owed severance. I don't know if it's an <laughs> Alberta thing or what. And I've been working with my current company for 12 years now. And I was thinking, you know, I should probably know this going forward because I, I just I've heard you say this before, and I was just wondering if you just clarify that and if, if there's anything different going on in Alberta than in other provinces.
1: Excellent question, and the answer is there's nothing different in alberta there's nothing different in the oil and gas or in the construction industry uh, at all uh, the only thing that's different is that there's this miss uh, this belief that's completely wrong uh, this misconception out there that you don't get severance i've heard it many times and it's wrong it's false you absolutely get severance you get severance the same as someone else that's working in an office uh in, in a different industry so yes you do and You need to understand that and you need to make sure your colleagues understand that because that severance is so important. It's what's intended to carry you until you find another job. So, uh, Shane, if you ever lose your job, yes, you're owed severance. Right now, you said you've been there for 12 years. Again, depending on the specific job that you do and your age, you could be looking at anywhere from 12 to 18-month severance, and that's just now. And, of course, the longer you work, the more that's going to be. So, at least you know now, Shane, and spread the good
0: word, okay? Welcome back, you bet. Uh, phone calls, that's right. We can take them right now, One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. 399 9898 That toll-free number is correct. Call through now. Ask your questions. you still got uh, lots of time. If you'd like to send an email, help at employmentlawyer.ca, which is exactly where we're going to go. We're clearing out the inbox. It's getting a little, little crowded in here, so let's get through a few of these, Lior, as we get some more phone calls lined up. Travis is up first. says, hey, Lior, question, can I be fired from my job because other employees with less seniority are still working?
1: And and this is a a fairly common question, and I I completely understand it. You you, you would feel and you would think that if the employer has to cut costs and let people go, they're going to follow seniority, right? And why should they let you go if there's other people doing the same job that have less experience than you, they've been less committed by being there less time? They should go first, right? That's kind of what you would think, and I I think that does make sense. Mm -hmm. Despite that, that's not the law. The law says that in a non-union environment, the employer does not have to account for seniority. The employer does not have to consider how long you've been there before deciding who's going to be let go. So in other words, the employer can let go of the most senior person if that's what they want and keep the more junior employee. That may be unfair, and I think it is unfair, but it is legal to do that. Now, of course, what the employer has to do is to pay proper severance to any employee that's being let go. And in over 90% of cases in almost every case, when the employer lets someone go, they don't offer proper severance because either they don't know any better or they hope they can get away with it. So most people in fact are wrongfully dismissed. So your employer may have let you go, uh, for legal reasons and, uh, they didn't consider your seniority, which is legal but you could still be wrongfully dismissed if you don't get proper severance. So that's what you have to remember. But no, seniority does not have to be accounted for in a non-union
0: environment. Well, I mean, when you think about it, now that you say non-union, it kind of makes sense. I know I've been through it, and I'm sure you were through it in, in your past employment. That, you know, usually the longer you're there, the more senior you are on paper. Chances are you're making more coins. So if they're looking at cost-cutting measures, if that's the reason why they're cleaning house, yeah, it's not a surprise that the big guys at the top are going to get low-go first. And the junior employees making fewer scratch, less scratch, sometimes they stick around and they can do that, to your point, right?
1: They absolutely can. And it is, you're right. It's very common. Sometimes they they want to cut costs long-term and they let go of the ones with the biggest salary. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that's not fair, right? I mean, you've put in all this time and right. and you've earned your salary. Why should you be let go? I agree it's not fair. But ultimately, yes, that can happen. Uh, but that's when we have to turn our attention to severance because, yeah, if you're there a long time, that means even more severance. So we got to make sure that you get everything that you're owed.
0: Again, phone calls uh, in this matter or many more, one 399 We've got lots of open lines. Join the show. We'd love to have you on with us. Uh, second email, as we get through our inbox, Randy says, guys, my boss told me that I would be fired at the end of the month. I was very upset and told him that I, uh, I'll just be leaving right away. Thank you very much. Can I get severance?
1: Again, another situation that I completely understand. Your employer says, we're letting you go. We're going to give you a month's notice or whatever it is, and then you're gone. In the meantime, yeah, we just expect you to do – Uh, your job as usual well most people are not going to be comfortable and there's going to be that interest to to leave now here's the problem if you actually leave before your last day uh, then you've you're considered to have resigned and if you've resigned you're not owed any severance and you may think well that's strange why would that be a resignation because the company is the one that decided i'm not going to work there they've told me that I'm gonna be gone, and you're right, except they told you you're gonna be gone in a month. If you quit before then, that's a resignation. Now, in many cases, you're gonna be owed severance on top of the notice that the Mm -hmm. employer gave you, at the end of that notice. But if you quit before that last day, you give up on that severance. So that could mean giving up on months and months of pay, months and months of severance. So be very careful with that. First thing I would do is if if you've been given notice, is let's assess how much you're actually owed. How much more severance is your employer going to pay you or going to have to pay you at the end of that notice? For that, you can use our severance calculator. Just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and you'll see that severance calculator there. It's free and anonymous. Take you a few seconds only to use it. And you'll realize, oh, okay, they still owe me another 10 months severance at the end of that notice. Well, I don't want to quit then. So make that assessment. Ultimately, yes. If you want to quit, you absolutely can, but be prepared to lose out on that severance if you do.
0: It's interesting. Randy's you know, he's, he's basically got three weeks till he's done. The employer said you're done at the end of, end of the month, end of November, I guess. But if someone gets a six month, you know, heads up that they're going to be let like go in half a year, does the company have to give them a little bit of leeway to go out and search for a job, or is that what they do when they're done and they're living on severance? That's when they have the free time.
1: Well, you know, a company is not legally required to allow that employee to give them severance, but here, uh, uh, to, to allow that employee to look for a job. But here's the problem for them. If an employer wants to uh, pay less severance, uh, then they have to help the employee find another job. If the employee doesn't find another job because they weren't given the opportunity to look for another job because they were working, that employer can't say, well, you should have found another job, so we're going to pay you less. So it is in the employer's interest to help the employee find another job. But they mean they don't have to. But always good advice. If you want to know, should you be looking for another job? Does your, did your employer give you enough notice? Was that notice legal? How much more severance are they going to have to pay you at the end of that notice? Just give me a call. We want to get this right. I don't like uh, situations where you've made a decision, you've, you quit, and then you call me. That's putting the cart before the horse before you make a move before you do anything like that, we need to talk to make sure you do it right. And you maximize your legal entitlements.
0: Again, anytime you want to reach out to Lior and his team, do so. Do not do not hesitate ever. It's 1 855 821 5900. Help and employment lawyer.ca. And as we just mentioned, that website that's not only got the severance calculator, it's got tons of information about uh, your work life and employment law. Pocket employment lawyer.ca. Let's get to, uh, to, yeah, we got enough time to get Greg in here before we break. Greg says, Hey, Leor, because of COVID, my company has been regularly late in paying me and other employees for that matter. Sometimes it can be as much as a week after we're supposed to be paid. This makes things very difficult. Is there something that I can do about it?
1: Yeah, I completely understand why it would make things difficult. You rely on your pay coming in at a certain time so that you can meet your own financial obligation and it's completely wrong for the employer not to pay you when they're supposed to. Listen, the the, the whole arrangement between employer and employee is actually fairly straightforward. The employee goes to work, does the job that they're supposed to, and the employer pays them the amount that they've agreed to on the date that they've agreed to. It's as simple as that. So if the employer doesn't meet up, uh, meet the sides of that obligation, if they don't do what they're supposed to, the law is going to consider that to be a constructive dismissal. So in other words, if your employer is not paying you what they're supposed to pay you or the right amount or keeps bouncing checks, you may be able to say, wait a second, you've breached the terms of employment. The terms of employment are that you're going to pay me on the 31st of every month. It's, it's, you don't do that. It's now a few days late. That's a constructive dismissal. You've reached the terms of employment. I can look at that as a termination. So if your employer doesn't pay you properly on time, the checks bounce, you can say that is a termination. Now severance is owed to me. You don't have to continue working in that type of an environment. You don't have to hope that your your pay is going to come in as scheduled. You have a right to get paid when it's supposed to come in and anything less than that, again, it's a constructive dismissal and you may just be able to say enough is enough, pay me my severance and I'm out of here.
0: From the employee's point of view, is it kind of a three strikes and you're out rule if with the employer you do this three times and now it's constructive dismissal or after first one you're, you're set to go?
1: Yeah, I, I'd give the employer a couple of chances. You know, The first time could have been completely a, a, a mistake or some right, weird right. situation. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that it's, it's more of a regular thing, it wasn't a one-off unique situation, that's when you can say enough, constructive dismissal. But on the other end of that, let's say you've realized it's, it's a regular thing, but you continue working and a year later now you say enough is enough. Uh, well, by then you've accepted it. By then, you've accepted a new term of employment that your employer doesn't pay you on time. So waiting too long is also not good. So again, good advice. Just call me if you're not sure what to do.
0: All right, let's get at it. You got time. Grab that phone and give us a call. Let's hear, uh, let's hear your questions. Toll free, that number is correct. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Would love to talk to you. Over the course of the next uh, 25 minutes or so with your employment law questions, if something's irking you at work or you think you got a, a problem around the corner, maybe it's a severance question, bring it on. I'd uh, love to answer it here with Lior. And uh, he's always set to do so. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the way to reach out through email. We're getting through our inbox slowly but surely. Uh, Nancy's up next. She says, hey, guys, love the show. Um, I've had to miss work on several occasions because of a medical issue that I'm dealing with. My boss told me that if I miss more work, I shouldn't bother coming back. Can he do that? My gosh.
1: Wow. Yeah, well, that's a nice boss, isn't it? Uh, Man, uh, why do people do that, John? Forget about the law for a second. I mean, it doesn't common sense tell you that you can't do that? Someone is sick, so uh, if you're going to continue being sick, don't bother coming back. I mean, is that how we treat each other as human beings? It's just ridiculous. It's Uh, your fault. (laughs) Yeah, it's your fault. How dare you be sick? Take some more vitamin C. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Well, let's talk about this from a legal perspective, because as as wrong as that is from just a a regular moral standpoint, it's equally wrong from a legal standpoint. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as you get punished because you're sick. There's no such thing as you've been away for too long. The reality is, if someone is sick, they don't control that. They're not doing it on purpose. And, and uh, they have to be off as long as they need to be off. So long as there's a doctor backing them up, that's all that's needed. So, no, you, her doctor can't tell or her uh, employer can't tell her that that's it. too too late, uh, Too long. Next time you're off work, you're gone. No, that's illegal. That could be a human rights violation. It would certainly be a wrongful dismissal. Can't do that. Whether she needs to be off for another week, another month, or another year, it doesn't matter. All she needs is that doctor's note. And if her employer does anything to her other than make all possible efforts to bring her back, then that's going to have some significant legal consequences. A good, a good reminder there with that email for everyone out there. You have a doctor's note. You can be off work. No time limit on that. And if the employer does anything to you, you give me a call.
0: How much snooping can an employer do as far as the reason why you're off and how long you're going to be off, so on and so forth?
1: You know, I, I, again, I don't know. Maybe there's something in the water. But over the past few weeks, I've been getting a lot of emails, calls, questions from people where that's what their employer is doing. They're no. questioning the employee's doctor. They're asking for all kinds of information about the medical condition. They want them to see another doctor to get a second opinion. Well, wait a second. Not so fast. None of that. Can your employer insist on? The only thing you're required to give your employer is a doctor's note saying if you can work or if you can't work and, and for how long. Or if you need accommodation, what accommodation you need. Your employer cannot demand to know what is the medical condition. They can't tell you, no, no, you have to tell us exactly what you're suffering from. We want to know. Can't mm-hmm. do that. It's not relevant. Maybe you're suffering from a mental health issue. Maybe you're suffering from a physical ailment. Either way, it does not matter. You don't have to tell your employer. The employer also can't uh, ask you to or demand that you see another doctor for a second opinion. Uh, So they can't do that. They have to listen to your doctor. Uh, So any employer that overreaches, you absolutely can say thanks but no thanks, and you can't be punished for that. So I hope that clarifies it, And, and I have been seeing a lot of that stuff lately, John.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of the confusion, like we've talked about this before, is people think, "Well, Lior, I know, I know, I'm, I'm off, but I've, I've only got five sick days, and I'm, I'm at sick day number six, so that's why the employees, you know, probably right, they're saying I got to go back. I guess I got to go back."
1: Yeah, no, can't do that. So, so there's here's how this works with sick days. So your employer may say you have five sick days, but all that means is that your employer has decided that they'll pay you for five days when you're sick, and that's fine. That's great. But that doesn't mean that you can't be off for six days or 10 days or 110 days you can Mm -hmm. be off as long as needed the employer may only pay you for five of those days but you can be off as long as you need to and there's no such thing as a resignation or abandonment of your job because you are sick now if you've used up your sick days your paid sick days you may qualify for ei sick benefits you may also have a disability plan through your work a short-term or long-term disability but the number of sick days that your employer provides has nothing to do with how long you can be off if you have a
0: doctor's note. Again, guys, phone calls uh, here live. Want to bring them on toll-free, which you don't want to get into the conversation. You can do so, 1-877-399-9898 to call into the station and uh, and talk to us. We'll get down to uh, Elaine, I guess. Elaine says, uh, I quit my job because my employer owed me $4,000 in overtime and vacation pay. He refused to pay. I asked for payment many times. And he always promised, yeah, he would pay, he would pay, but he never did. Is there something I could do to get that money owing?
1: Wow. You know, I, I, it's, this is very related to what I uh, was talking about before, which is an employer not paying on time. Well, mm-hmm. this is a bit different but very similar. The employer simply is not paying what it owes. Again, can't do that. The deal is very simple. Employer, you have to pay me what you owe me. It's as simple as that. So for Elaine, here's what this means. If she's owed $4,000 in overtime and vacation. But yes, of course, she can get it. It could be as simple as filing a complaint with the Ministry of Labor or even having me help her. Either way, she can get paid. But there's a second issue here, maybe even more important, and that is this. If she quit because her employer was not paying her what it owes her, they owed her money and refused to pay. She's not quitting because she doesn't feel like working there anymore. She's quitting because she can't accept her employer's behavior. What well, we call this constructive dismissal, of course. So if she quit because her employer owed her money, the law does not look at that as a resignation. The law looks at it as a termination. And not only is she owed her $4,000, she's also owed severance. Now, I don't know how long Elaine's been there, but if she's been there for a long time, she could easily be owed two years pay. So that's why it's important to understand your rights, especially in a situation where if the company doesn't pay you overtime, doesn't pay you vacation pay, doesn't pay you anything that it owes you, your, your full salary for whatever reason, that's not legal. You can look at that and treat that as a termination of your employment. It's that fundamental. That, of course, means now they have to not just pay you what they owe you, they also have to pay you severance.
0: Again, clarity on this one is, uh, as, as you just kind of mentioned, for stuff like overtime and stuff like that, then you are okay to go to the Ministry of Labor, the Employment mm-hmm. Standards Branch to collect that, and you should. Severance, different question, completely different direction. Yes.
1: Absolutely. So if your employer owes you money for for time work, like your vacation pay, like your overtime, like your wages or your commissions, for that you can go to the government for assistance. You absolutely can go and the government has uh, a system to help you uh, and and recover those funds. Absolutely. And probably is what I would recommend doing. Very different, though, if what's owed to you is severance for that, whether it's a a regular dismissal, it's a constructive dismissal, whatever it is, the government cannot help you with that. The government can only help enforce your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. So maybe they can help you get a two week severance when in fact your full entitlements could be eight months severance. Waste of time, don't do that when it comes to losing your job. For severance, for those amounts, for that you have to speak to me, or of course, if you don't like me, you can speak to another employment lawyer, but that's what you have to do. Government cannot help with that.
0: Let's get to Fred here quick before we, uh, we take a break. Again, uh, emptying that email box, help at employmentlawyer.c. You want to send one along, would always like to answer it. Fred says, I got in an argument with my boss, was fired on the spot with no compensation. I've always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back?
1: Yeah, and, and you would think that there would be a mechanism, right? Because it's kind of one of those things. You know, things were said. At the end of the day, why can't just we move on? All I really want is my job back, and let's pretend this never happened. Unfortunately, in most cases, there's no way to get your job back. Okay, Even though uh, you, you may feel, and I may agree, that you shouldn't have been let go, ultimately you cannot get your job back. Uh, mm-hmm. The law cannot force your employer to take you back. But what the law absolutely can do is make your employer pay you severance even in a situation where maybe you've said something you shouldn't have said or you know you were a bit more aggressive than you should have been you you know maybe you kind of crossed the line even in that situation you're still going to be owed your full severance again as much as two years pay. now the only time you could potentially get your job back is a situation where you were let go for discriminatory reasons you were let go because of your age or ethnicity or disability well, then in those cases there is the possibility of reinstatement very rare but in most situations even if the company had the worst reason to let you go You can't make them take you back, but you better believe you can make them pay you your full severance. And that's that's exactly where myself, my team, we come in.
0: And welcome back. You still got some minutes. 1-877-399-9898. To chime in and ask your questions, email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Any other concerns? Even before that phone call you make to Lior, that, by the way, is 1-855-821-5900. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is a free and anonymous website. There's also the severance calculator there as well. Next email. Here we go. Uh, it's Bill. I like Bill's email. It says, uh, Leo, I'd like to take some time off this summer to travel. Eh, about two months. How should I approach my employer about taking unpaid time off? And what do I do if they say no dice?
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's nice to plan ahead and, and want to take some, some time off. But here's something that's very important to remember. The employer is allowed to say yes, you can or no, you cannot when it comes to vacation or, or time off like that. An employer does not have to allow an employee to take two months off. And there's no legal mechanism to make them in a situation like that. Of course, I'm not talking about being off on a disability. But if the employer wants to go on vacation, on a trip, to go visit family, to go take a course, whatever it is, the employer does not have to accept that and say no. And by the way, even with respect to regular vacation, your employer, we already know, can approve vacation, but your employer it can actually do more than that. They can even decide when you take vacation. So your employer can go and say, okay, we've decided today uh, that you're going to be taking vacation November 15th, and you, Charlie, are going to be taking it uh, December 1st, and, and so on. So they could do that. Uh, obviously, most employers don't do that because they'll have unhappy employee, but that can be done. But to go back to Bill's question, uh What does he do if the employer says, no, well, there's not much you can do, you'll have to make a decision. In the meantime, though, I would suggest talking with the employer and, you know, explaining it. And, you know, many employers will be reasonable and will work something out. Uh, If his employer says, no, we can't keep your job for you, well, maybe talk to the employer about a situation where, okay, fine, you're not gonna keep my job, but will you at least consider my application if I wanna reapply here after a couple of months and, you know, have that discussion with them. But ultimately, If his employer says no, Bill has to decide between taking the trip and potentially losing his job because you really can't make your employer say yes in that type of situation.
0: Bill, we hope that helps. Again, you can always reach out to Lior afterwards, 1-855-821-5900 is the way you go about that. Uh, Beth is up next. Says, guys have been on a medical disability leave for three months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They say that the business really needs me. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job to return to. I won't have a job anymore. Do you have any advice for me?
1: Yeah, I told you, John, I've been getting a lot of these questions. You know, I guess it's nice yeah. to be needed and wanted. But listen, at the end of the day, I understand why she may feel bad. But ultimately, she has to do what her health requires her to do and what her doctor says to do. So if her doctor says, no, I don't want you going back. You are not ready. Well, I'm not a doctor, but I would say, Listen to your doctor. Don't go back in that type of a situation. Potentially, you can make it worse. And you can understand that, yes, even though your employer may really want you back and needs you, ultimately, they can't do anything to you legally if you don't come back. They can't punish you. They can't refuse to bring you back. They can't demote you. Uh, None of that can happen. All they can do is when you're ready to come back, whether it's a month later or a year later, they have to try and make all efforts to bring you back the same job if it exists or a similar job if it exists and that's what they have to do so i would never suggest anyone do something that's contrary to their doctor's advice bad idea listen to the doctor and trust that the law will take care of you otherwise
0: now what can the employer do obviously if they've chosen to or they do choose to they can get somebody in to fill her role but then when it comes time for her to come back what does that employer have to do with the the fill-in employee
1: So, of course, an employer is still allowed to run its business, right? And and if that means, okay, well, so-and-so has been off for a while, we need definitely someone in that role. Yeah, they can hire someone to do the job because the job needs to be done. And what that means is when the the employee that's on leave is ready to come back to work, the employer doesn't have to fire the person that they hired in the meantime. Uh, If there's no job, well, the employer has to see if they can find another job and take a good look at the organization and where the person that was on leave can fit in and and make those efforts. And if they've done that, they've looked, they've tried, and there's just nothing, nothing, nothing for that employee to come back to, then and only then can they let the person go with full severance. But I often often see is employers don't go through that process. They don't really try. No, we're we're not going to do that. We'll just let you go. We're not going to take a look to see if there's another job. We just don't really want this person back. That's a human rights violation. That you cannot do. So even though you may not have a guarantee of your job being ready for you when you come back from leave, the guarantee that you have is that your employer is going to make all efforts uh, to bring you back. And if they don't, you call me and I'll make sure that uh, it's dealt with appropriately because, yes, an employee on leave should not be discriminated against
0: Hey, you still got some time here to make a make a call into the station and, and ask your questions. Well, you still got time, right? Toll free one We'll get down to Dave. Dave goes, guys, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. It's a very difficult decision for me because I've been with the company I'm at for 10 years. What do I need to watch out for when I sign my new employment agreement? Fantastic question.
1: Excellent question uh, for, for Dave and, and a very important one. So, So here's what you look out for. Definitely, you want to be mindful of things beyond just how much salary they're paying and how much vacation you're getting. So what what should Dave look for in this new employment agreement with, mm-hmm. the, with the new company he wants to join? Well, first of all, is there something in there that limits his future severance? I call this a termination clause. Is there a termination clause? Something that the company, the new company is putting in there so that if they ever have to fire him, they don't have to pay him a lot of severance. If something like that's there and he accepts it, It could potentially cost Dave at some point tens of thousands of dollars, maybe even more than that, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars. So be very mindful of that. You can negotiate that out of there. You don't want to agree to anything that limits your future severance. Something else to look for is does the company give itself the right to put Dave on a temporary layoff? Remember, an employer does not have a right to lay off temporarily unless you sign an agreement that gives them that power. So you want to be very mindful of that a couple of other things to look at is there a non-compete is there something in there that may prevent Dave from earning a living by not being able to work in the industry are there terms there that allow the company to change his pay or his hours of work or his responsibilities generally an employer cannot do those things unless Dave signs an agreement that gives him that power so those are just a few things to watch out for but the best advice I'm going to be able to give Dave right now is this If and when they put that agreement in front of you, send it over to me. Let me take a look at it. Let me tell you what it says, what it doesn't. Let's talk about how we negotiate it appropriately. You don't want to sign something and realize when it's too late that you made a mistake.
0: Again, Dave, you want to do that, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Do not sign it. Have Lior and his team look at it first for sure. they will go back to you uh, quickly. Bill uh, must have been catching the first half of our show because he says, Lior, I just received notice that our office will be shutting down in 12 months, a year from now. I want to leave and take another job. Can I get severance?
1: Well, no, you you really can't. But I'm going to give him a little thought in a second. But generally speaking, mm-hmm. if you just quit, as I said before earlier on the show, before your last day, then you walk away from any severance. Now, Bill could be owed a lot more severance at the end of that 12 months, but you know he, if he leaves before, then he doesn't get it. But here's something Bill could try. So Bill could say, employer, here's the thing. Uh, I know that I can stay here for another 12 months and then you have to pay me an extra X amount of severance. So first thing, by the way, Bill would have to do is determine how much severance he'd be owed. So let's say Bill realizes that he's gonna be owed another six months severance at the end of that 12 months. So he can go to his employer and say, employer, so you told me I'm going to stay here for another 12 months, and then you have to pay me another six months. So that's total 18 months. So that's fine. We'll do that if you want. But here, how, how about this? How about I leave next week, and instead of that, you pay me for nine months? Well, huh. for that in that situation, the employer is actually saving money, potentially, and the employee is getting something as well, which is they don't actually have to come into work, and they still get paid. So you can engage your employer in that type of a discussion. But generally speaking, if you on your own quit before your last day, unfortunately, in that situation, you don't get severance. And that could mean walking away from a lot of money.
0: Bill, you want to navigate that one, uh, give it some thought, and before you make any move, reach out to Lior for sure and discuss that matter further. That goes to everybody who uh, who emailed or called in today. Appreciate it. We're done for the uh, for the day. You want to reach out to now that we are done. Here's that number one more time, 1-855-821-5900, right? The email is help at employmentlawyer.ca, and the website we always talk about that's full of information. It's free. It's anonymous. It contains the severance calculator, which over 2 million people have used. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Okay. Catch you next time right here on the Employment Law Show.